You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. at 330 South Market Street. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. This audio was recorded after the Children's Church program. Thank you so much for coming today. We bought a gift, a thank you gift for both Carolina and Holly for all that they do, not just for the children's program, which they work for, so hard for, but because year round they work in children's church. And so this thing that they're getting says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You are, your faithful service is an offering to God, faithful servant. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. So we have these here in these gift bags here. So I have to put the microphone down. You know, one of the hard things about trying to find the perfect gift for some people that you really care about and want to show appreciation is where do you find that gift and, you know, how much can you spend and what's really, what do they really need? And so we hope, I hope that this encourages them. So especially when they become frustrated, when they take care of your children or your neighbor's children when you bring them or whatever, and they walk away and go, why do I do this? It's because Jesus cares and kids come to Christ when they hear the gospel and they hear that in children's search and these children programs. So if you're visiting with us, we'd love for you to fill out the blue sheet and drop that in the offering basket in just a few moments. And then Pat is going to come up and share about Bible quizzing because they had a Bible quizzing tournament yesterday. And Psalm 119 says, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that have come from your mouth, that come from your mouth. And so a long time ago when we started the church, my older kids were in Bible quizzing, and now my granddaughter is in Bible quizzing, and it's so exciting to hear her memorizing all these verses and competing at Bible quizzing. And I think it's one of the greatest ministries that our church does, and it's a lot of work, it's a spiritual battle, but Pat is the leader of that group, and he's going to come share about that right now. Good morning. Can I please have all the Bible quizzers come up front? Stand with your teams. We'd like to recognize them for all their hard work that they put in this last week. Um, yesterday, we had our third Bible quiz of the year with that Eagle Christian Worship Center in Minneapolis. Uh, main focus for this quiz was 1 Corinthians chapters 10 through 13. Our quizzers did a great job participating. They went up against a lot of tough competition. So we'd like to just recognize them um, for their accomplishments. They took part in nine quizzes yesterday. They had three first-place finishes, two second-place finishes, and four first place, fin third place finishes. And then at the end of the day, we had the top 12 quizzers were um, invited to have a fun quiz at the end of the year, or end of the day, sorry. Noah, Silas, and Gideon got to participate in that quiz. Individually, we had a lot of accomplishments. We had third person bonuses, which is one of the third person on their team to get a question correct. Uh, we had Grace and Adam both had third person bonuses. So. And then we had quiz outs where they answer four questions correctly during one quiz. And Noah had one and Silas had two. And then we also have perfect quiz outs when they answer four questions correctly with no errors. And Noah and Silas each had one of those. 
And throughout the year, our quizzers are memorizing um, different memory clubs. Throughout the year so far, they've memorized 800 verses just for the group that we have. So I'm very proud of all the work that they've been putting in. They do a great job representing our church when we go to our quiz meets, and they're very proud of everything they do. So just want to congratulate them. Thank you. All right, so that was the Bible quiz update. We are so thankful for the Bible quizzers. Over the years, we've uh, shown this video, and I was thinking it's been a couple of years since we've seen it. We usually show it like right after Thanksgiving, the week after Thanksgiving, but because this was the first week of Advent, we didn't show it then, so we're going to show it now, but it's an old video that helps kids and us remember the importance of Christmas. As it was, coincidentally, right as B.C. came to a close and A.D. came to pass, Jesus was born to Mary and Joseph in a warm, cozy stable. And angels appeared to some shepherds and proclaimed glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to men. But the shepherds were sore afraid. Nevertheless, said shepherds scurried off to visit the newborn baby, and they found him dressed in swaddling clothes, so they fell down and worshipped him, giving glory to God. Meanwhile, some wise men saw yonder star, I'll get it soon. And they followed it from yonder straight to Bethlehem. Are we there yet? They brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they fell down and worshipped the baby. But that was just the beginning. Then came Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Actually, I prefer Kris Kringle. And flying mammals. And presents, and Christmas trees, and lights, and candy, and stockings, and penguins at the North Pole. Are the, the penguins? Sorry, where was I? Flightless birds. Right, thank you. And a partridge, and a pear tree, and more presents, and wrapping paper, and TV Christmas specials, and, and shopping. And before Christmas sales, and traffic, and after Christmas sales, and the church pageant, and caroling, and, and long lines at the mall, and overbaking the turkey, and grandma's jello fruitcake, and and snowmen and stop this is stressing me out i think i'm going crazy why are we doing all this
praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. Luke 1 68. We need to light the Advent candles. So that's what we're going to do. So we've got our candles here for Advent. And usually we have a, a family that comes up and helps. Because we didn't know how long the program was going to go, it was like this. So basically the children got the whole hour. And if they didn't use it, then I would fill in whatever time was left. But I promise you, we will leave on time. John 1, 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. I'll light the candle. I could have the guys, or whoever, come up for an opportunity for the offering and to, for your blue sheets. That would be really helpful. So but that was the hope candle. So tonight at 5 o'clock in this very place, we're having a Christmas potluck dinner. So you can sign up online to bring stuff or sign up on the back table. Basically, you signing up just helps us to know what we might be missing so we can run to the store real quick and get more. So uh, feel free to bring extra. And then uh, now it's take it home or share it with someone else, but it's a really good time. We started 16 years ago, we started the church with a Christmas dinner here in this building, and then after that we started having church here. So I've been thinking about it, praying about it, reading some books about it, and we've got land out there on the highway. I don't know if that's the perfect place to build the church anymore, when it was when we bought it, but uh, it's almost paid for. So we don't know if it's to uh, build on or to trade for or, or to buy something and sell it or but we needed our own building. We could do so much more. We wouldn't have any sound problems. So um, in the next couple of years, I'd like to see us get into our own space. And so what we need you to do is pray about that. Would you commit to praying every day that we would get our own place? And if God blesses you financially, would you give towards that? Uh, the fact that we have uh, land, at one point we owed $680,000 on 20 acres of land, and now we owe like $35,000 on 10 acres of land that actually has water going through it. Um, is a miracle in itself, but wouldn't it be great if we had our own space and we could do so much more to reach people for Christ and to grow in our faith, and what a great thing that would be. So anyway, happy, happy birthday to Adrian and to Nick. Happy birthday to both of you. Uh, usually we take time to hear prayer requests, but if you have a pressing prayer request, put that on your blue sheet and turn that in, and I will share that on the email prayer group. Otherwise, you can go into our Realm app, if you are already in the prayer group, and you can enter your own prayer requests and send those out. So online, uh, it's in the bulletin, or you can use the app. You can share your own prayer requests. So I'm going to pray right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you've given us an opportunity to give. Lord, I thank you that you bless us with income through the work that we do and other sources, and we give back to you as an act of worship, that tangible act of worship, because we want to see your kingdom continue to grow. We want to see the local church continue to move forward in our community. We want to be faithful to you, and we see in your word that it says if we're faithful with our finances, that you will provide all that we need, that uh, we give and you provide. Lord, we pray that you bless these gifts and you bless the givers, and we thank you so much for the children that are here. We pray that they would grow up in you, be great men and women of God, that they would be uh, leaders in the community and even the world proclaiming Christ and living uh, lives that are good for, for all. 
Lord, Jesus, we just thank you so much for the children's workers that work so hard each week. The children's ministry and the midweek children's ministry, the adventure club workers, youth group workers, Bible quiz workers, small group leaders. God, we pray bless them all. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I um, was honored to be invited again to the community uh, Thanksgiving service and was at a small church this time, but each year Belle Plaine has this community Thanksgiving service and all the churches get together and many of the churches get together. It rotates from church to church. And this time it was at the Catholic church out in the country on the way to Cologne. And so I was out there. There weren't as many people out there. It seems like as it gets darker, the older people don't want to travel out as far. But I was there and I had my part to read. And so I read my part, did my thing. And then we shake everybody's hand on the way out the door. We try to do that here, too, but I know some of you guys like sneak out the side doors and stuff. I'm like, I saw them in church, but they never came out this door. I don't know how they got out of here. Anyway, uh, some guy came up to me. He's like, I really like your attitude. I thought to myself for like days, I wonder what he liked about my attitude. I hope I glorified Christ in that whole thing. You know, one of the greatest things about being a Christian is having a good attitude. And it's when you know whom you've believed and you're fully committed to serving Jesus, that it affects your attitude and hopefully Jesus just flows out of you. So we're going to talk about Jesus as a wonderful counselor for for just a minute, and then I will continue this next week. But really, think about Christmas time and think about all the opportunities that we have. Isaiah 9. Okay, so uh, in this time, God's people were being basically attacked by Assyrians, and life was hard and difficult, and so God is giving them a promise that he's going to send a Messiah, a rescuer. And in Isaiah 9, 6, part of, the, part of the preview, the promise, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is talking about Jesus, about Jesus coming, and he was all of these things. And so in the more modern Bible translations, it says wonderful counselor, and there's not a comma, but it can be wonderful counselor, or his name can be wonderful, his name can be counselor, they can stand on their own. Or you could put them together and say that the mighty God is a wonderful counselor, and the Prince of Peace is our everlasting Father. So you can do all sorts of interesting things with the Hebrew, but I just want to focus on that Jesus is wonderful and Jesus is our counselor. So remember in Isaiah 11 too, if you read a little further ahead, it says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So we have these promises that were like 700, almost 800 years before Jesus actually came, and he was all of those things. Jesus was all of those things. When you read in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, about the way Jesus treated people, about the things that he knew about people, about the way he was graceful towards people, especially the people that knew that they were sinners and really messed up and they needed help and they needed forgiveness. He was really compassionate on them. And the Pharisees thought they knew everything and had it all together and thought Jesus was fake and he, Jesus was harsh with them. But 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, but we know that there is only one God, the Father who created everything, and we live for him. There is only one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom God made everything and through whom we have been given life. So the author of life came and lived among us and taught us how to live. Then he died for our sins, rose again, and he's promised to come back again. What a great day that will be. 
when the disciples were around Jesus, they were shocked, they were amazed. They just were in wonder at all of the things that he did and how he did them. Uh, in Isaiah, the Hebrew word for wonder means beyond understanding, too wonderful for words, and counselor is to advise, to consult, to guide. And who knows more about life and the things that we struggle with and the things that we need help with than Jesus? The disciples said in Matthew 8, 27, the disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked? Even the winds and the waves obey him. So Jesus had authority and power. So we come to Jesus knowing that we're messed up. And sometimes we make a lot of mistakes and it makes us want to hide our head in shame and, and not be known for the things that we've done. So I did something recently, and if you're a guy, it is so embarrassing. It makes me the village idiot in town. And it might sneak out. If you're like around a mechanic, somebody might tell you about me. So I'm just going to let it out of the bag, and then you can know about it so that I don't feel like such an idiot. So I am in a hurry to fix the brakes on my truck, and I'm slapping the brakes on, and I get it done quick. And no matter what I do, I can't get the things to bleed in the brakes to pump up. I was in a hurry, and I was looking. If you've ever done a brake job before, you have to put the brake hose on, and there's a bleeder screw. And I slapped them on, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Maybe a different design, because brake hose is here on the top, and the bleeder's here, and it, doesn't, it just goes out the side. I'm like, that's really handy. It's not very messy. And I just slapped it on, and I couldn't, no matter what I did, I tried and tried and tried. So I limped up to the Chevy dealership with my car with no brakes. I had the emergency brakes. So I'd coast, and I'd hit the emergency brake, and I'd stop, had my hazard lights on, pulled in, said, I can't get my brakes. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something with the computer and the analog brake system. Can you take a look at it? So they take a look at it. I go home for a bit, and they call me up. And they're like, yep, uh, they're on backwards. I'm like, uh, what? Got them on the wrong side. No! And then I'm like, don't tell anyone. They even billed me for it, and I don't think they should, but I didn't want to even go back there and say to the owner, hey, guess what I did? So I'm so embarrassed. I mean, I've done brakes, and I've fixed cars and stuff like that, and to be that dumb and make that kind of mistake, really embarrassing. And now you know, and now I know, I will never make that mistake again, because you need to have the air bleeder screw above the line if you want the air to come out. Now I get it. It makes sense now. So anyway... I don't know what it is that you've done or what it is that your you know, most embarrassing moment is because you, know, you go to these small group things or you go to these camp men's retreats. There's a men's retreat actually in January, I think, or February at Big Sandy Camp. We should go to that, men. When you go around the room and they're like, oh, share with us one of your most embarrassing moments. Well, I would never share my most embarrassing moment, but I'm going to share that one because that's pretty embarrassing, especially if you're a guy. But nonetheless... Hebrews 4.15, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So if you've fallen into sin, if you've tripped into sin, if you've made a mistake and you didn't know any better, or you totally knew it was wrong and you did it anyway, you can ask for forgiveness and you can ask for help and you can move on. And whatever it is that it that it's the embarrassing thing, the sinful thing or whatever, the best thing that you can do is just own it and say, I did that, that was wrong, I shouldn't have done that, I've asked for forgiveness for that, I've learned, I've changed my ways, I won't do it again, I'm moving forward, it was a great learning opportunity. I hope to encourage many people uh, with what I went through so that they don't fall into the same trap. But this is the wonderful counselor that we serve, John 1.14, so the word became human and made his home among us, and he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen his glory, the glory of the Father, one and only Son. 
So we see Jesus. We read about it in God's Word. If you want God to speak to you, read His Word. Be careful about, you know, the feelings on your heart. Oh, I just felt I should do that because unless there's something in Scripture to confirm it, it might not really be God's will. God's will is written in His Word. And what you want to do is follow after Christ, to spend time in Christ's Word, to, in God's Word, all Scripture is God-breathed and useful for helping us to see what's wrong in our life, helping us to know what we need to change and, and how to live. Jesus said in Luke 5.31, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Kids, do you go to the doctor? Your mom or your dad or whoever cares for you. When you're sick, they get all worried and they're like calling. It's like, oh, they have a fever. Should I take them to the doctor? Should I put them in the tub? What, what should I do? How can I help them? And then sometimes they take you to the doctor or the clinic and you don't want to go. And sometimes the doctor said, oh, there's really... Don't need to worry about this right now. If it continues on, bring them back in a little bit. But the reason that mom and dad do that is because they care about you so much. They want to make sure that you're well cared for, that you're healthy, that you have all that you need so that you can grow up to be strong and healthy. And so we have Jesus as our great physician. And sometimes we just need to go to him in prayer and say, I don't feel right. This is messed up. I need help. Can you please help me in these things? And he will. Sometimes he brings people into your life. Sometimes he brings Christian counselors into your life. The word says that we are not to seek the counsel of the ungodly. And then when it comes to children, some people think, oh, well, children are too young to know about Jesus. Children are too young to grow in their faith. Children are too young to do anything significant. And even the disciples thought that, you know, Jesus is teaching, doing all these things, and people want to bring their children to Jesus. And the disciples are like, Jesus is busy. He doesn't have time for your kids. And Jesus says, hey, let the little children, let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. So there's many more things that we could talk about for Jesus being our wonderful counselor. He's wonderful. We can't even understand all the things that he knows. The fact that he loves us, that's wondrous. The fact that he cares for us, the fact that he has a plan for us, for those of us who have received Jesus Christ into our life. And you can do that in prayer by asking Jesus, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and save me and make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow after you. And if you pray something like that, and mean it, don't just say the words, but mean it, you will enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And we actually have some New Testaments on the back table to help you grow in that. And I'd love to get together and help you grow in that relationship. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. We meet 10 a.m. Sundays at Chatfield Elementary School on 330 South Market Street in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.